Let's go to work. As barbers, we cut hair and fade all day. This podcast goes beyond the barber's chair and is about the rest of our story. Positioning ourselves for success, avoiding costly mistakes, and continuing to grow and thrive as barbers for years to come. Join us as we look at the whole world of barbering and go beyond the barber's chair. The powers that be up in Washington keep changing tax laws and uh, looks like they're one of the latest targets has been Cash App, which a lot of us barbers use, or Zelle, or Venmo, or any of these other third-party applications. Ramona Baptiste is a CPA here in the state of Georgia who specializes in tax preparation and planning, and she's helped several barbers get and keep their taxes straight. In this section of the interview, she breaks down how Cash App actually fits into the picture and how to make it work for the barbers. I'm going to go straight to the interview and let Ramona break it down. So that makes sense with the guys who have the business bank accounts. Now, what about the barbers who uh, bank via Cash App and uh, Cash or uh, I guess you, you got Zelle, you got PayPal. Uh, Cash App seems to be the big one that people are using. How does how does that get fit into helping to prepare for taxes? Okay. So Cash App, of course, again, all income related to your business is reportable legally mm-hmm. uh, on your tax. So if you're making income through Cash App, you should be following that in your business. Now, if you're using QuickBooks, and you can't connect it through QuickBooks, what you can do is what we call journal entry, or an accountant can do journal entry to enter that data. Or, um, and most of us with Cash App, if you receive payments through Cash App, you could, you're going to cash that money out in the account that you have linked to. So I would suggest linking it to your business account if that's a business activity. And you can always cash it out with that would make, you know, show the visibility for But also, this year, for the first time, Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, all of those third-party networks, they will be issuing a 1099-K for anybody who receives funds in there for services in excess of $600. So it doesn't mean $600 for one customer. It means $600 in total from Cash App or $600 in total from Venmo or whatever third party. Now, I say this year for the first time because 1099K is not a new form, but the threshold for reporting used to be $20,000 or 200 transactions. So that was kind of a loophole, right? A lot of people may not get $20,000 or 20 transactions. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have gotten a 1099k. So the burden of proof was up to them to report that income. Well, starting this year, the IRS is supposed to require Cash App, PayPal, and all of those third parties to issue a 1099k to anyone who receives over that threshold of $600. And what that means is a 1099K will get a copy, but a copy is automatically reported to the IRS. And the IRS has what they call a matching where when you submit a tax return, if that 1099K is not entered on that tax return, you're going to get a letter back saying you have unreported income. Meaning there's income that's been reported to the IRS, 
through another source, meaning PayPal, Cash App, whatever, but you didn't include it on your time. So you need to adjust. Okay. You need to adjust and include that income. And usually, they're going to include it for you. So you may as well, if you have funds that are that you're receiving through a method like that, you may as well report it because the IRS wouldn't be able to tell. Now, that law was scheduled to change in 2022. But in December of 2022, it was, it was changed. And they pulled it back. So far this year, 2023, no change has been announced. So we're assuming that it will be required this year for over $600. So that could potentially be problematic. Because many of us receive funds through Cash App or those third parties that are not business related, right? What if I go to dinner with you and I pay the ticket, but you Cash App me your portion? Right. Right? That portion for your dinner, that's not income for your business. That's a personal transaction. But if you have no way of keeping track of what's business was personal, you may be stuck reporting income more than what you really collected. So I would suggest that anytime you're receiving funds, that you have some method of track. For example, I have a client who's a barber, and he still uses the old school calendar. Now he uses the calendar on his phone as well, but he has a hard calendar, and whatever appointments he has for the day, they're on this calendar. And if he receives money through a third party, he just jots it by the name. So if my name is there, I pay him through Cash App. He just writes my amount, Cash App, right next to my name. So at the end of the year, when he gets his 1099K, if that amount does not seem right, we have some way of roughly evaluating the accuracy of that. You're actually building the track record along the way. So you have something to fall back on in case what they have, in case what the IRS has is wrong or whatever, because there's a lot of moving parts here. You've got an active record that shows what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and which you're able to refer to and say, hey, here's what's going on and here's not what's going on. Correct. Okay. This one might actually be a a question they need to speak to someone in the banking industry about. But uh, so one of my favorite things about the barbering industry is it is the ultimate second chance industry for a lot of folks. I refer to it as a way where an F student can make an A plus income. It's also one of the few professions where say like a convicted felon could actually have turned his life around and be able to get into a good industry and be able to make a living and be able to make a respectable living. Uh, I don't know how easy it is for for a lot of folks to get business bank accounts. So for folks who aren't able to get them, uh, what's a what's a way for them to be able to handle it? Or is that just good old-fashioned record-keeping? Well, no, I would say uh, that that is one of the reasons why uh, initially some of those third-party networks were created. Because those networks are banks as well. You know, if you're familiar with Cash App or PayPal, you can also request so when you set up your account, you can set it up as either personal or business. And you can also request a debit card associated with that account. Mm-hmm. And that debit card, you can use just like any debit card that you have from a bank. So if you have bills you needed to pay, you can pay using that debit card. 
if you have deposit now with deposits, I the only way I know to get a deposit in a cash app or, or something like that is to send that money via the, the app, you know. Um, so I'm not sure how you get deposits in there other than from customer activity, right? But you can use Cash App for expenses that you may need to pay out if you have a debit card that allows you to be able to do that. Is it really designed or ideal for that? Not ideal in a lot of cases. For one thing, you don't get the same level of reporting that you do going through a bank. But these days, there are quite a few banks out there that are non-traditional uh, that may have some, some uh, eligibility requirements that are not as restricted as a typical traditional one. A lot of online-only banks mm -hmm. where you can make deposits, you can withdraw, you can transfer and everything. The same things that you do with your normal bank, you can do through those online banks. And, and even credit unions quite often are not as restricted as banks. So, you know, every credit union has their own set of rules in terms of what they will accept mm -hmm. as eligible member. But these days, if banking is what you want, you probably can find it. It might require a little work. That's it for today's episode of Beyond the Barber's Chair. I put links for my guests and for anything we discuss in the description. I hope you got something great and that it helps you as a barber and in life. If you like the podcast, I hope that you will tell a friend about it and subscribe so that you don't miss any upcoming shows. I'll see you next time as we go beyond the barber's chair.